It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Zach Wilson plays his best football, but the Jets fall to the Chiefs. We'll discuss today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets. Your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Monday, October 2nd, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you're listening on a podcast source and enjoy the show, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the show. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, the Jets lost last night on Sunday Night Football to the Kansas City Chiefs 23-20. Today we're going to recap that the game, a wild game. The first time the Jets are on Sunday Night Football since the year 2011, a 12-year gap, and I don't know what it is about this 2023 Jets team, but they played four games. Two of them have been home games on prime time. And whenever this team plays on prime time, it's wild because the first quarter of this game, it felt like we were heading for an embarrassing one. It felt like we were heading for the kind of game Denver suffered last week in Miami where the Jets looked like they were going to lose by 50. I mean, they were so bad in the first quarter of that game that I think it was fair to question whether the team had quit because they couldn't do anything. They couldn't get anything going offensively. The defense was having breakdown after breakdown. It was 17-0 Kansas City after the first quarter. And then after that point, the Jets found some life. And I think that if we're talking about this loss, it's disappointing to lose. It's very disappointing to fall to 1-3. and three. You, know, you don't get these losses back. And this was a game that was there for the taking for the Jets against the defending Super Bowl champion. But I got to be honest with you, long-term, my takeaway from this game is the performance of Zach Wilson, because... I think this was the best game Zach Wilson's played as a pro. In fact, I was trying to think through where were what were the games where Zach Wilson looked genuinely promising in his first two seasons. And I can really only come up with two. I give you the game against Tennessee, his rookie season, but that was really just him making a bunch of big passes on broken plays in the fourth quarter in overtime. Then there was the game, the second to last game, his rookie season against Tampa Bay. But again, that was like him looking competent. It was it was him standing in the pocket making reads. This was like the first time Zach Wilson looked like something resembling a big-time quarterback because he was throwing guys open. I mean, he was making passes that weren't there where there was no window to, to be made. I mean, there was – especially that drive in the third quarter when the Jets scored a touchdown to tie it. That was a drive where he looked like Aaron Rodgers, where guys weren't open. Somehow he was still finding windows and placing the ball perfectly. This was Zach Zach Wilson playing with a lot of confidence. And I think that confidence can play a big role because what really got him going was a deep ball he hit to Alan Lazard in the second quarter. 
And I got to be honest with you, I thought it was a very ill-advised throw. I mean, he kind of just threw that ball up for grabs. It was a you know it easily could have been intercepted if it had been played better by the defensive back. But that pass ended up completed, and again, that just like seemed to like give him confidence because from that point forward, he was decisive with the football. You even in the pocket when the pocket was crumbling. He knew where to move. There was none of the backpedaling. There was none of the, the spin move. There was none of the 30 yards moving backwards. It, the Jets have had a lot of disappointing young quarterbacks over the last 15 years. And at least most of them had, had given you a game or two, or more than that, where they looked really good. The issue with these young quarterbacks was that they could never put it together consistently. You know, Mark Sanchez had some outstanding individual games with the Jets. Sam Darnold had some outstanding individual games with the Jets. Geno Smith, you know, less so, but still had a couple of really good games. Zach Wilson, part of the problem with him is that it's been difficult to dream that he could be a big-time quarterback because his best has just not been that good. Even when he's been good, it's been games like last year in the home game against Buffalo where, you know, he played well enough, and the Jets, of course, won the game, so you give him that. But it's like a lot of, like, five-yard first read being open, and he just gets the ball there. It's nothing that's, like, super impressive. This was super impressive. I was really happy with the way Zach Wilson played in this game. It's funny because his numbers aren't that good. You know, he averaged less than seven yards per attempt, which is kind of kind of a baseline. I mean, he was he threw for two hundred forty-five yards, uh, twenty-eight of thirty-nine, uh, six point three per attempt. He did have two touchdowns, however. Um, but I think if you're watching the game, sometimes the stats don't tell the whole story. I think Zach Wilson was better than the stats. I mean, he left some plays on the field. He, you know, he missed a throw to Garrett Wilson in the end zone that could have turned into a touchdown. And, you know, the start of the game was a little rough, although I think there were other aspects of the offense that failed. But as much as anything, I feel like this game was important because I, in the entire week leading up to this game, I had said that I felt like this was kind of like the make or break game for the Jets. And one of my big concerns was that if Zach Wilson imploded in this game, we get right back to the point because you, you saw it last week. You saw that there were some issues on the sideline. In fact, you know, Aaron Rodgers, it's one thing for me to say it. Aaron Rodgers came in this week and you know, he was obviously at the game and there were reports he addressed the team. And he said, you guys got you guys got to stop pointing the finger. So that tells me that something that was happening on the sideline, last, even if it got overblown, something that was happening on the sideline last week was raising alarm bells, even with the regular starting quarterback for this team, Aaron Rodgers. So my concern was that, Jets lose this game, fall to one and three. You could be right back to a situation where you were last year, where you know clearly the locker room had issues with Zach Wilson. Clearly, they they were not buying into the young quarterback. Even though the Jets lost this game, this locker room is not going to be divided this week. This lock, if anything, this locker room is going to be more confident in Zach Wilson going forward because he had some really impressive passes in this game. He he moved the offense very well, and I'll give Nathaniel Hackett credit. Nathaniel Hackett criticized him last week. And I criticize him because he called a miserable game. You know, sometimes what happens when the team goes out and plays well, oh, remember when Hackett was criticized? Well, he was criticized because he stunk last week. But just as you criticize when somebody sticks, Nathaniel Hackett called an excellent game in this one where he was, it always felt like he was a step ahead of Steve Spagnolo, And he knew how to get Zach Wilson into good situations. So some credit to Nathaniel Hackett. But Zach Wilson really took the lead in this game. football. And I don't know what it means. You know, the thing in the NFL is that you're always one week away from changing the narrative. And sometimes that's a good thing because last week the narrative with Zach Wilson was he played a terrible game against New England. Is he going to be benched? The Jets bring in Trevor Simeon. How long is it going to take for Simeon to take over in the starting lineup just because Zach Wilson looked so lost in that game against New England? 
Well, all it took was one good game against Kansas City to turn things around. The reverse is true this coming week. A game in Denver that I'm going to say the Jets should win this game. And if they don't, then we're kind of right back to where we were after New England. And that's one been one of the issues with Zach Wilson is that it's always been, again, I don't think he's played that great in his career, but when he's had relatively positive games, he's never been able to stack another one on top. He's always struggled the next week. It's always It always feels like whenever he's made a bit of progress, he doesn't build on the momentum. But at least for one week, the Jets can feel like, you know what, maybe there's some sort of turning point we're seeing here. Because this was this was an excellent performance by, by Zach. And it may be the first time I, I feel like, you know what, we've seen him win consistently from the pocket and elevate the team. You know, it's one thing to just kind of be throwing five-yard passes when you're, you're in a simple design and try and lean on the run game. It's another thing to actually be elevating the team. And in this game, I think the team was elevated by the quarterback play Zach Wilson provided. Now, unfortunately, while there were many good performances in this game, Zach Wilson among them, the Jets made a lot of mistakes. And if you're asking why the Jets lost this game, well, there are a lot of reasons. I mean, there was one bad call in the fourth quarter, or at least one suspect call, but Really, the Jets were the biggest reason they lost this game. They couldn't get out of their own way at too many key points. As we continue this Monday edition of the Lockdown Jets podcast, we'll talk about the way the Jets led to their own demise in this one. This episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by LinkedIn. You know, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to, you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Last week when the Jets were looking for a veteran quarterback to back up Zach Wilson, I don't know that they needed to use LinkedIn Jobs to find Trevor Simeon. They have a scouting department, but LinkedIn Jobs could be your business's scouting department. It's easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs, then add the job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. If you're new to the show, this is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday. Then bonus episodes as needed, such as post-game shows. When there's a big injury, we'll have bonus episodes. Thank you for tuning in. Today we are recapping a Jets loss. They fall 23-20 to to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now a lot of attention in the fan base is being paid to a call, which I think was shaky in the fourth quarter that went against Sauce Gardner. The Jets had a chance to get off the field. Not only did they have a chance to get off the field, it actually wiped off an interception. Jets are trailing 23-20 late in the fourth quarter. An interception goes off the board. Kansas City gets a second chance on the third down play. Or Kansas City gets to continue the drive because Sauce Gardner is called for a holding penalty. So instead of having the ball with a chance to tie or take the lead, Kansas City keeps control of the ball, and they eventually get enough first downs to run out the clock. 
I will tell you, I think that call hurt the Jets. I think it was a bad call. I'd love to tell you that call cost the Jets the game, but quite frankly, it did not. Um, the Jets never led in this game. And I think it's difficult to blame a call when you never lead, when you don't have a single lead all game. And when you're behind by multiple scores most of the game, it's tough for me to like look at this and say that call cost the Jets the game. Because the Jets did so much to lead to their own demise in this one. And you have to begin with the first quarter where this team came out. And they, I said it earlier. They were so bad in that first quarter that I wondered whether this team had quit on the coaching staff. Now, they came back to life. And we we saw, especially in quarters two and three, maybe not so much in the fourth quarter, but quarters two and three, that was the Jets playing their best football. If the Jets play like that, if the Jets play anything resembling that, they're going to have a winning season. You know, they will fight back from this one and three record. The question is, is that what is is that consistent or is that just the Jets like playing at their peak level? You know, we'll, we'll find out in the days and weeks ahead. But the Jets came out and fell behind 17 nothing. And I got to be honest with you, I, I felt like it was more about the Jets being bad than Kansas City being good. I think that, you know, the pass rush was now the, the Chiefs offensive line did a good job, but the Jets allowed two 30 plus yard touchdowns in that first quarter. They allowed the Chiefs to go right down the field on the first drive and get a field goal. And you know something? I know the Jets fought back, but here, here's the thing. When they were down 17-0 after the first quarter, that means that you essentially have to beat the defending Super Bowl champions by 18 points over the next 45 minutes. I think we don't, I think when the team comes back, we don't we don't pay attention to how tall of a task it is. If the Jets outscore the Chiefs by 16 points, the defending Super Bowl champions, if you outscore them by 16 points. Over the next 45 minutes, a tall order, you still lose the game. And that's why it's so critical to not fall into a hole like that. Because you need everything to go perfect. And you can't you can't have anything go wrong. Like a bad call that goes against you in the fourth quarter. Because you've put yourself in such a big hole. You Those points don't go away. You allowed Kansas City to bank those 17 points. And when, they, when you lose 23-20 and you gave up 17 in the first quarter, it's kind of easy to see where the where the the primary blame for this loss goes. But, I mean, there were other mistakes. As I mentioned, Zach Wilson in another otherwise really good game did miss Garrett Wilson, who was open deep uh, on the route running to the end zone. So that was there were just a lot of plays like that where, um, you know, they couldn't – I think the Jets actually scored on that drive, so maybe that one doesn't count. But Tyler Conklin not coming up with the ball in the end zone. And then, you know, on that drive when Sauce Gardner got flagged, you do have to note that the Jets had – five other opportunities to get off the field and only one of them was a short yardage situation and when i say they had five other opportunities two of those five were actually plays where kansas city was penalized so there's a flag thrown on kansas city if the jets get the stop there they can just decline the penalty but they allowed the chiefs to convert which gave the chiefs another chance and on both both instances the chiefs were able to get the first down so you know it's one thing to say jets had a bad call go against them here's the thing though there were so many plays the Jets could have made that would have made a difference in this game and includes the whole first quarter. So I look at this and I say, you know what? The Jets made too many mistakes to lose. I don't think the Jets deserve to win this game. It's unfortunate because we saw the best of the Jets in the second half. We saw the Jets look like the better team. Quite frankly, the final 45 minutes of the game, the Jets were the better team. Kansas City was a little bit better in the fourth quarter, but the Jets dominated this game for long stretches. And if they had shown any life in the first quarter, they would have won this game by multiple scores because the Chiefs, once the pass rush started to heat up with along with, you know, led by Bryce Huff. And can we get this man some more snaps, please, Jets coaching staff? 
I mean, can we can we stop limiting Bryce Huff's snaps? He's only the best pass rusher on the team right now. And that, it, Bryce Huff actually sparked the Jets with the uh, the penalty he drew in the end zone, which probably should not have been. You know, if we're talking blown calls, the play that sparked the Jets was probably a blown call because Huff was, you know, they the committed a penalty on Huff at the one yard line, and it was called a safety because essentially if they they called it the penalty was committed in the end zone, it was not. But Huff sparked this team, and you know, at the time it felt like not a big deal. It felt like oh, the Jets aren't going to be shut out. It's seventeen to two. That got the Jets going, and from that point forward, there was just new life in this team. It was a different energy, you know. And the Mahomes had a lot of trouble with the pass rush. I mean, he threw officially two interceptions. The third interception was was wiped off on the Sauce Gardner penalty. It just kind of felt like the Jets' pass rush was in his head because I mean, he was those were those were ridiculous interceptions he was throwing. And I give the Jets some credit for. I mean, even though I guess they were kind of on forced errors, it kind of just felt like. Mahomes was a little bit rattled. He was not himself against this Jets pass rush. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, you got a little bit of everything. You got Zach Wilson playing well. You had Garrett Wilson contributing. Lazard making a couple of plays. You know, the first time Alan Lazard's made plays in his tenure with the Jets. Brees Hall breaking a big run. This was kind of like the, the, the dream scenario for the Jets, at least, the, you know, the second and third quarters. Because the Jets played their best football. The Jets showed you that they can be a good team. They have the pieces. I don't think that this was I – I don't think it was a total anomaly that the Jets went out there and played that well. There are some quality players on this football team. This is not the Adam Gase team of three years ago. This is a team that has a lot of quality players. If they just played up to their standard, we'd be talking about the Jets being 2-2. Two and two. And it's one of the frustrating things about the NFL because the difference in the NFL between 11-6 and six and 6-11 six and 11 is not that great. And if you look at what – the Jets have done this year. I mean, the Dallas game was a total loss, but the Jets are a couple of plays the last two weeks from being three and one. If the Jets are three and one, I mean, this season feels totally different. That said, you know, they got to fight through it. And I think you did see some positives. I think, but I think more than anything, the Jets beat themselves. And that's, it's, in some ways it's good because you know that if the Jets clean these mistakes up, which should not happen to nearly the degree that they happened in this game. They're going to win some games, but it's also frustrating because the last two weeks they've thrown away games that were quite winnable. Now, I had here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, we'll turn our attention to the next week. Jets have a trip to Denver coming up. It's a must-win game. You know, all the good that we're talking about here, even in this loss, probably goes away if they lose it. We'll discuss a little bit more in a little bit more detail as we continue this Monday edition of the Lockdown Jets podcast. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into the NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Again, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. The Jets beat the spread against the Kansas City Chiefs. They were nine-point underdogs. They only lost by three. So I guess if you're a Jets fan and you've had some money down on them, perhaps that's a silver lining. Jets are heading on the road for a game against a bad Denver team, but the early line has the Jets as underdogs. If you want to make some money, Check out FanDuel, and if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The apps are so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Monday. The Jets lose to Kansas City 23-20. They fall to 1-3 and on the season. Heading into this game, I really felt like the Jets season was on the line, that they needed to get an upset of the Chiefs to save this season. I come away actually feeling a little bit differently, and I'll explain to you why I feel differently. It's not because I'm a big believer in moral victories, but heading into the season with Aaron Rodgers, if you told me the Jets would start out one and three, I wouldn't have been thrilled, but I would have said, okay, fine. They can figure out a way out of that. The schedule should get softer at the end of the season. You know, things should get better. I did not feel that way heading into this game. And part of it's, you have to think about what's what's this team capable of doing? And the way the Jets had looked through the first three weeks of the season, it made me feel like this team was not really capable of going on a big run. It made me feel like they needed to stay in the range of 500 because I didn't see a big winning streak based on the way they were playing. You know, when you talk about the way Zach Wilson was looking, you talk about the way the offensive line was looking, when you talk about the way Nathaniel Hackett was calling plays, we talk about the way the defense was underachieving a little bit, especially that defensive line. I said, you know what? Jets, Jets fall behind. I don't see a big winning streak. In this game last night, we saw a team that looks capable of ripping off a winning streak. And I know they lost, but that was against the Super Bowl champions. If the Jets play that caliber of football, they're going to win a lot of games. In fact, if they played that caliber of football for maybe five minutes longer, they probably would have won this game. They just It was just the first quarter they, they were sleepwalking. I, I, that I can't understand. And, you know, it's funny, again, because you look at this and you say, well, they came back, so maybe the first quarter didn't matter. The first quarter was like the difference in the game. That was where Kansas City put all their points on the board outside of, you know, they had the field goal in the fourth quarter, but that was really where Kansas City did their damage. If Kansas City doesn't have that first quarter, they lose this game pretty handily. But you saw the Jets dominate the Super Bowl champions for about 30 minutes. And, you know, look, the NFL is any given Sunday. You see bad teams beat good teams all the time. You don't want to read too much into any one game because it's entirely possible that this was just the Jets, first of all, playing it, playing at an unsustainably bad level in the first quarter and then at an unsustainably good level in quarters two and three. And that happens. Every team in the league has stretches where they can do no right and stretches where they can do no wrong. Usually it doesn't happen. Usually those stretches don't happen to occur in the same game. But we saw the Jets show some ability. It, none of this matters if they don't go out to beat Denver next weekend. Now, I think the season's definitely on the line heading to Denver because I don't think this team can afford to go one and four. Because beyond that, you have a, you have a game against a really good Philadelphia team that's going to be very difficult for the Jets to win. So you can't lose this game. And beyond that, you know, in the NFL, and I've talked about this a little bit earlier on the show, the narrative changes from week to week. You know, last week, the narrative was about the Jets having no ability to do anything on offense. Hackett being terrible, Zach Wilson being terrible. And in all honesty, I know in New York, these things can be taken a little bit far. I don't think it was unfair to say those things last week. The narrative has changed, but it's only one week away. And Zach Wilson, through his career, every time, it feels like every time he's put a positive game together, he's followed it up with a really bad game. And in the NFL, it's all about consistency. It's all about what you do from week to week. You know, lots of guys are capable and lots of teams are capable of putting together a really good 60 minutes. I mean, we saw so the Adam Gase Jets put together some great 60-minute stretches. Anybody in the NFL is really good. Any team in the NFL is comprised of really good players. Even the worst player in the NFL 
is still an excellent football player. You can't stick around in the NFL. You can't be on a 53-man roster unless you're a really good player capable of occasionally doing something really good. The question is whether they can stack this performance. The question is whether they feel good about themselves and are just going to go into Denver and you know be overconfident or whether they feel like, you know what, we found something here. We, can, we, need, we need to be motivated after this loss. We're going to show Denver how good we are. Denver's Look, Denver may have won yesterday. Denver, this is not a good team. This is a game that if you're if you have designs on being a solid football team like the Jets do this year, this is a game you have to go out and win on the road. And Denver's never an easy place to go. It's it's one of my least favorite road venues. I mean, even when the Broncos are bad, I think it's tough. It can be a tough place to play. But you know, you look at the schedule. This is a game that's got to be a win. I think that's all there is to it. And the Jets need to build on the good things they did. They need to get rid of you know, forget about the bad things they did. They need to build on the good things they did. If they do that, then this season can turn around. But they can't go, you know, they can't go to one and four because if they're one and four and they have Philly coming in, then you get to one and five. And I don't care who you are, you start one and five, you're in a really bad spot in the NFL. So this game against Denver becomes critical. Maybe this game against Kansas City was not the was not the season decider. Maybe this game was less critical than I counted on because perhaps this offense has a little bit more to it than I thought. Perhaps this defense is finally starting to click a little bit because they gave Patrick Mahomes a lot of problems in this game. And if you can give Patrick Mahomes problems, you can give practically any quarterback problems. But none of this matters unless they go out to Denver and win. So maybe a one-week reprieve, but the Jets need to start winning games soon. You know, it's not enough to it's not enough to have positive moments anymore. Maybe against Kansas City it is. It's not against Denver. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source and enjoy the show, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the show. Hope you have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.